What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday and welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday. And yeah, you know, I'm telling you, there's always something going on in the world of pro wrestling, which is good for us because it always gives us something to talk about. And so with that said, I want to just start by saying thank you to all of you who are continuing to tune in to what we're doing here at The Faction, whether you're following us on the socials at The Faction Show or if you are one of the amazing people who are subscribed to our podcast, thank you so much. It means the world. If you haven't done so, go ahead and click the subscribe button wherever it is that you're tuning into us today. And would you please be so kind to leave a comment and a rating in any of those spaces? Those moments are so important to allowing other people to know about what's happening here. It allows places like Spotify and Apple to continue to recommend us to other wrestlers fans who would like what it is that we're doing so with that said by all means thank you so much for those of you who have done that and I promise I'm going to read a couple of these because I saw one just the other day that really moved me and it was amazing and to me what's impressive is you know we've gotten an opportunity over the years to really get to know some of our faction faithful but there are a lot more folks out there that we don't know And it's exciting to see when there are people who we have yet to meet or people who have encountered us for the first time uh, feel so strongly that they need to put a rating and that they're enjoying what they're hearing. So thank you to all of you who have done that. And if you haven't, feel free to do that. So we've been talking over the last few days about all things connected to Vince McMahon and WWE, and we may touch on some of that today, but I want to get into some of the things that are actually happening inside of the ring and a couple of things happening outside of the ring as well. So let's start with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw happening this past Monday night, and we are now less than two weeks away from the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and so there are definitely some blanks to be filled in. For instance, we are still waiting to determine all of the members of the men's Money in the Bank match and the women's Money in the Bank match. And so while those qualifying matches continue, Monday Night Raw started off in a very interesting way. Women's champion Bianca Belair began the show by announcing that her opponent for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, Rhea Ripley, will not, I repeat, will not be medically cleared to participate at Money in the Bank, which means that match won't happen. That led into a fatal five-way match to determine who would be the new number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, this was super interesting for a few reasons. Number one, none of us were aware that Rhea Ripley was injured in the first place, let alone unable to be medically cleared. So that started a lot of speculation. And as of now, we still don't know what the actual injury or reason for not being able to be medically cleared would be. There are those who have speculated that it could be COVID. However, in these days and times, if COVID does show up, you're only required to quarantine for five days. So if that's the case, she certainly would be able to still make the pay-per-view, which is a week from this Saturday. So we don't know the details of the mysterious injury. We do know that she's out and now taking her place is Carmella. 
So I'm going to start here. There are two things, and, and let me just say, you guys know we don't make this podcast about gripes and things like that. We just try to make it about intelligent observations. And so with that said, we've not seen Carmella since pretty much her marriage for the most part, which again, shout out to her and Corey Graves doing really cool things. Carmella comes back and wins the Fatal Five way in a Fatal Five way that had some folks who were doing some significant things. Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, and Asuka, right? So amid this, you end up with Carmella getting the title shot. I don't like this. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. I don't like this. And here's one of the reasons why I don't like it. Because I believe it was last year this time when Bianca Belair held the SmackDown Women's Championship. As a matter of fact, it absolutely was last year this time. And there was this ongoing war between Carmella and Bianca Belair over the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair dominated those matches, and it even resulted in a match where they fought at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami in front of like 180,000 people. The optics to it were amazing, though that crowd absolutely was disinterested in the product. With that said, There's nothing that is appealing to me about Carmella getting an opportunity at the Raw Women's Championship. Let me also mention this. I don't know why Bianca Belair was charged with giving that news. That news should be coming from the authority figure on Monday Night Raw, which at this point should still very well be Adam Pearce, who is right now the authority figure on Raw and SmackDown, was not present at all, if my memory serves me correctly, for Monday Night Raw. Again, not sure why. And it also reminded me that I want, and I'm a lover of Bianca Belair, but I really want Bianca Belair to somehow get more opportunity to work on the mic because I don't think that her mic work these days is as strong as it needs to be for whatever reason. And so again, Her in that role kind of didn't make sense. That should come from the authority figure, which equally reminds me, does anybody else miss the days of having a general manager for Monday Night Raw? I certainly do. I don't know who would fit that bill right now, but I definitely think that something needs to be done in that regard because they're kind of a ship without a rudder. NXT, very same issue that I have, especially after you had an important authority figure like a William Regal. And once they went to NXT 2.0, William Regal was phased out. We no longer had a general manager or an authority figure. And with all of these young talents, somebody has to be in charge. So yeah, definitely an issue that I saw there on Monday Night Raw and on NXT. But however you look at it, Carmella's got herself a Raw Women's title match. Monday Night Raw was bookended by what I thought was another amazing match between Asuka and Becky Lynch. This rivalry really is doing something I think significant. Shout out to them for really continuing to give us some great, great matches. And I think it's the rivalry we didn't know that we needed. I'm really glad that this particular rivalry is not over the Raw Women's Championship, but that they are really having some great matches. There's a great story being told with Becky Lynch. Asuka is getting her just due in the process. I think all in all, it is a great, great situation from start to finish with that. We're getting some marquee matches between the two. 
And given the last year or so how Asuka has been treated, I really, really like this program that she's in right now with Becky Lynch, who is still top tier no matter how you look at it. So that's some great stuff. Some other things happened on Monday Night Raw. But, oh, we already talked about this, but I think it bears repeating Vince McMahon randomly showing up on Monday Night Raw, which now makes me think that Vince McMahon is on a bit of a an internal WWE PR tour. So one would think that maybe he would have shown up on NXT last night. The saving grace for that is NXT was taped and was not live. But I do think next week, don't be surprised if you see... Vince McMahon on NXT. Don't be surprised if he takes a trip over to the UK and appears on NXT UK television. I think right now Vince McMahon is doing any and everything he can to win in the court of public opinion, particularly in the world of WWE. I do believe as fans, we're going to have to hold him to a higher standard. Let me just say this. In general, the fans that attend Raw and SmackDown and that watch are usually the casual fans. That's who this product appeals to. However, in comma, there are usually enough smart fans in an audience to where certain folks get certain responses. Case in point, Hulk Hogan is still not getting the beloved response that he once got many, many years ago, and that is some six years or so removed from all of the things that happened with the sex tape and the N-word and all of those types of things. I think when we're dealing with issues of moral character, I think we as fans have to begin to speak out and step up. So with that said, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of how people will treat Vince McMahon, but it was clear that there was not uh, crowd sounds being pumped in there. You saw tons of fans who were cheering and singing along No Chance in Hell. So we'll see. I don't think any of these antics will impact the board's investigation of Vince McMahon or John Laurinaitis. This is all super, super interesting to watch. All right, very quickly, we'll dig into NXT, where on NXT, we're seeing some interesting things happen as well. Two big things to talk about with NXT. For one, congratulations to Carmelo Hayes, who retains the NXT North American Championship by defeating Tony D'Angelo after some interference from Santos Escobar. I like where that story is going. I don't like, obviously, Legado del Fantasma being a part of this family, but it's very clear there is a rift. It will obviously lead to a match and hopefully lead to Legado being brought back out and being a separate entity unto themselves. The other big piece of news did not actually happen in the ring. Instead, it happened in a promo as the former cruiserweight champion and standout from NXT UK, Jordan Devlin is featured in a promo where he is driving in a long, deserted highway and you hear him talking. You see his face. If you've been following the NXT or NXT UK product at any point in time, you know for fact that Jordan Devlin is that guy. He is a student of the one and only Finn Balor. They're from literally the same town. Their styles are super similar. And all of a sudden, we find out at the end of this promo that this is not Jordan Devlin. He's the artist formerly known as Jordan Devlin. Now he's known as J.D. McDonough. I have to tell you, 
it just is wearing me thin all of the name changes that are happening as a result of NXT 2.0 and then them moving on to the main roster. Like, come on, we've changed Walter to Gunther. We've now changed Jordan Devlin to JD McDonough. Who can forget us changing Eli Drake to LA Knight now to Max Dupree? I don't understand why all of these changes are necessary, especially internally. You're moving from NXT to SmackDown. That doesn't require a name change. Or NXT UK to NXT. You know, Kaylee Ray becomes Alba Fire. Like, why? Things I'll just never understand about WWE. But... Those are the two big pieces of news that happened from NXT. Obviously, there were some great matches. You can go back and check that out. When we come back, I want to talk a bit about longevity as two companies this year are celebrating significant anniversaries. We're going to talk about longevity in the wrestling business when we come back. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Vegas here at Southern Honor Wrestling. What Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh, my God. Can the Omega. Oh, man. Over you. Another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, Wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Casey Mack is taking How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Lord, a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working 
with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a them and there is a you, there will always be the S-H-W. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into the Faction. All right, guys, so some big news to talk about here. I don't know if you've noticed it, but let me tell you what really jogged my memory on this. Earlier, I was watching The Price is Right, which I love game shows. If you guys don't know that, I'm a, I'm a game show guy. I have been all my life, so that's just the thing, right? But in watching that, I was reminded that this year is the 50th anniversary of The Price is Right. And in that, I was also reminded that there are two wrestling promotions celebrating Big, big anniversaries this year. Slammiversary took place this past Sunday for Impact Wrestling. That is their big year. That is their yearly anniversary show. And this year they're celebrating 20 years as Impact Wrestling. And then in New Japan Pro Wrestling, this year is their 50th anniversary. Congratulations to both of those promotions. Both of them have endured some really challenging moments and challenging times. And as many of us are now starting to see with the launch of several startup promotions, we're seeing that, you know, having longevity in this business is not easy. Many of us remember the story of Impact, which began as TNA, and they had a really strong run for a bit. Ran into some problems landing a TV deal. And at one point around 2016, 2017, we thought we were really seeing the end of Impact Wrestling. But they have risen from the ashes to really have one of the strongest women's divisions in all of pro wrestling. Really one of the strongest products, all things considered. So congratulations to Impact, who had a major pay-per-view this weekend. A lot of things happened on that pay-per-view that really highlighted, again, the power of their women's division and the like. We'll do a deep dive into that before the week's end. I promise you on that one. But congratulations. And I really wanted to make a note of how incredible it is that Impact is still with us. And look at what's happening with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You really could make the argument that for all of the things that New Japan had done, they certainly were well Revered. Many of us in the States may have seen some New Japan things during the early 80s, late 70s. But then if you weren't really that apt to things, which is probably most of us, you may have first seen New Japan here in the States in the 90s in their partnership with WCW, where WCW would travel over to Japan or they would have several superstars from New Japan end up in WCW. And that might have been your first inkling or opportunity to see that over these last few years with the advent of streaming platforms new japan was certainly in the forefront with njpw world that being their streaming platform now allowing us here in the states to see what's happening over in japan in real time that coupled with the amazing matches that we would see between kazuchika okada and kenny omega really hipped a lot of us here in the States to what was happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I will advise that if you still aren't connected to New Japan, 
There are a few ways that you can be connected to them. One of them is, of course, they are, I believe, back on Access TV, if my memory serves me correctly. So you can go and check them out there. Of course, you can check them out on Roku as well and njpwworld.com, where you can stream their entire library of old events and new Great way to catch up. They have English translation on there as well. So you can really get caught up with what's happening with New Japan. And I mention all of that because here in year 50, they are now entering an amazing partnership with AEW for this Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Now, again, if you're unfamiliar with New Japan, for all the places you could have seen them, you may have also seen them in Ring of Honor as well, as there was a great talent exchange that happened between those two organizations for a while prior to the launch of AEW. So, I've mentioned Ring of Honor, I've mentioned AEW. Believe it or not, Ring of Honor and Impact actually began the same year. So, technically, we should be celebrating 20 years of Ring of Honor and maybe we should. The however in comment is it's still really unclear what's happening with Ring of Honor. We do know that they were purchased, of course, by Tony Khan and AEW. They had the Super Card of Honor that was scheduled WrestleMania weekend, but that was the last Ring of Honor specific event that we've seen. The only other mentions of Ring of Honor we've seen, besides perhaps their world champion Jonathan Gresham appearing in varying independent shows, is seeing them appear on AEW television, be that the tag champions, the women's champion, or the television champion. So what is up with Ring of Honor? That question is still to be answered. I would love to know what's happening with them because, again, this announcement about their purchase happened a few months ago. One would have imagined that they would have ended up on television by now or perhaps some news, but no news has happened. And we're getting ready to go into another pay-per-view where, in fact, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships will be defended and potentially in a winner-take-all match against the IWGP World Tag Team Champions from New Japan. So all of this is very interesting to me. Hopefully we can find out something tonight, though there's nothing scheduled to be announced about Ring of Honor tonight on Dynamite. What is scheduled to be announced is an announcement about Brian Danielson from Brian Danielson relative to the upcoming Forbidden Door pay-per-view and the Blood and Guts episode that's supposed to be happening, I believe, next week. Interesting times for sure between AEW and New Japan and Ring of Honor. What do you think should happen to Ring of Honor? Let us know right now in our comments section at The Faction Show. As I mentioned, AEW Dynamite going down tonight should be very interesting as it is the final stop for Dynamite en route to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. The next show that will happen, of course, is Friday's Rampage, and then we have on Sunday, Forbidden Door. Until next time, family, representing from a good brother's Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, the EP. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I my people, here we go.